Bell here recording a pod with Miss Tamara. Hey, hey. hey are we doing this? Yeah, we're doing this. You are the community reporter for the Mavs. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Let everybody know who you are. Yeah, I am. Um, this is my first year with the Mavericks. Before that, though, I've worked in sports the last 15 years. I actually started out with USA Basketball. And oh, then cool. I went through the college circuits. Then I became a TV anchor. Yeah. So you have connections with Texas Tech. Like, so where'd you go to school? What'd you major in? Like, so what was your path? I grew up in, um, here in, in Dallas. I grew up in Duncanville. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Texas Tech. And I remember um, maybe my second year as a sophomore, I saw them handing out stats, like, for basketball. And I was like, what are those people doing? Yeah. And I said, that speaks my language. And so that's how I started working in the athletic department. Well, it happened to be the time that Coach Knight was hired um, oh, cool. at Texas Tech. And mm-hmm. he taught journalism at Army. And so he knew exactly what I needed and everything back then. So he was really the one, I guess you could say, that started the foundation and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I also covered um, football. Okay. And I was just fortunate, like, right when I graduated to get that job with mm-hmm. USA Basketball, the, the best, you know, sports stars in the world. It also happened to be the year that, that Kobe had gotten in trouble. So I was kind of just introduced all at once. Yeah, all these different aspects of sports yes. like as far as covering a team covering the actual sport and then covering you know the stuff that goes on outside of the sport and everything like that yeah so um and of course i'm older i'm dirk's age-ish but it, this is way before like the, i remember the internet was just coming out when i was okay. at USA basketball so uh, i didn't understand back then maybe i was learning the foundations of how to tell a story right um, and everything back then so yeah so I did that and then i went on to to anchor and to report and then um I guess about five years ago, my mom got sick and I came back to mm-hmm. Dallas. Okay. And that's when I started covering the Mavericks. Okay, cool. So like, okay, five years ago, that's about when I started. 2013, 2014 is when I started covering the Mavs or starting working for the team. So kind of what has that, how has that evolved over time? Like you covered a team kind of as an outside source and now you're inside the organization. Like kind of explain how that's kind of changed for you. Yeah, the story um, is really crazy. You know, some it's hard for me not to look at my faith and, and realize like how God really put me here. Um, Absolutely. Like that it was maybe already in the works long before I ever, I ever realized it. But when my mom got sick, she knew that, um, you know, I was caring for her around the mm-hmm. clock and, and she's like, Damn, like you love reporting and mm-hmm. everything and so she said you need to be doing that so she encouraged me and I started working with a with a media outlet like doing freelance and everything and um, there was just something down in my core though that loved the community stuff yeah uh, and I never had a dream to do community stuff but I think that sometimes like our gifting that God puts in us yeah. comes out on its own and so I just started doing that um, just covering the team freelance and then one day sent was hired in the mm-hmm. summer and she asked me to come in and, and talk to her she was really curious you know just how women are treated in the sports she wanted to just understand um right. how the media is treated and everything and just that conversation uh led to me getting hired yeah absolutely and we've loved having you here this is your first season covering the Mavs like full-time part of the team what are some of the challenges or blessings things that you've gotten to experience and do while your first season with the team yeah, um, you know, I think one thing, and you touched on a second ago that, that I didn't really address it, as I think that being on this side of it is completely different. As you know, uh, I, I thought I knew everything with the sports world, but I was humbled very quickly because I, I don't. Uh, so every day, you know, I get to cover the stories off the court and the things in the community and just really pr- try to provide a voice for our athletes. Like, as you know, we have phenomenal guys. Yeah. And I know we're a little biased, but I, I think these are some of the best guys that we have in the business and everything. So 
just whatever they do out and about, but then we also have the MAPS Academy, um, you know, and MAPS Care, and there's just so many branches that maybe like not a lot of people understand that, that goes into everything. So I get to do that, and then also everything that Scent does. Yeah. Like you see her like around yeah. the clock. Scent's also in the community. She's at a lot of speaking engagements, a lot of speaking summits, but I think another thing that like you touched on is that you cover a lot of things that people might not realize are getting covered. Like our Basketball Academy, we have camps every single week we have camps during spring break we have camps during winter break like they are a full rotating machine all year round and it's not dependent on our season and I think that's one thing like I realized too like kind of taking over the accounts and like seeing all the work that goes behind it is that you know our basketball season our yes October through May April or whatever but like basketball academy and maps care as far as the community like there's breast cancer awareness month there's black history month like all those things that are you know, year-based, not really Mm season-based, is something that I've kind of tried to learn over the years, and it's just kind of like, all right, every year at this time, it's the season of giving, so how are we covering that on Maps Care, and I know that's definitely been something that you've definitely helped with, and it's been awesome to see. You've been a good coach. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, that's the thing, too, is just like everything that has to go into these different counts, and I mean, what's been something that's been super memorable? Like, what's been a moment where you've just kind of been like, wow, Um, I think... For me, it's, it's just trying to bring to light. I, I feel like it's a responsibility to be able to share what these guys do. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like it's every day that, hey, I can do a better job of it. And um, I, I think just seeing that, that interaction that fans never get a chance to see and to realize, mm-hmm. like, maybe we have this platform and everything to bring a lot of glory to them and, yeah. and to be able to I – mean, I think the – for me, at the end of the day, it's just you've seen it. Those kids that probably won't have a Christmas and get a brand new bicycle. Yeah. Or um, the children that are dinner with Santa. We always do a dinner with Santa every year around December. We have the whole team come out. Um, I know our community department works really, really hard in finding out what these kids want, whether they want right. a new Nerf gun, a new bike, or a new this or that. And we get it all, wrap it, and the players get to, like, give it to them. It's such a cool event every it's year. so, so cool. And they, they, the community relations department does a really good job, too, of finding these these kids in need. And then I think also just the, the joy that Luca brings back to a lot of the youngsters and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, like, he's closer to their age. Like, but, right. you know, a lot of people realize that this kid's only 19 for only a few more days. Today is Tuesday, and he turns 20 on Thursday, the 28th. So it's crazy but still like yeah he's closer to these kids yeah. ages that he gets to give back to and see and interact with in the community and, and you all probably, stuff like that. Like, I mean do you see that since you've been here like how it's different like the energy and oh yeah absolutely I would say like everything online has been super upbeat like everybody's just really excited for Luca really excited to see what he does in the community to see like him outside of the game and like I think he does a really good job of that anyways because he posts that he's playing on Fortnite, or he posts that he's in his car driving right. listening to the certain music and it's something so little and you kind of watch it and you're just like oh my gosh what is this kid doing but you don't realize the impact it has on everybody that gets because to watch it, it. no yeah. and two women we do have a role uh, i think in sports because we sometimes do see the emotional impact i mean i guess now they say in the the nba that half the audience is women and kids yeah and so to uh, be able to speak to that i mean and you you do that on digital platforms i try to do it in writing on maps.com and right. um just trying to 
trying to gauge what people care about and everything. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I kind of want to keep touching on that point as far as like women in sports. I know when Sink came along, of course, we were in the midst of a scandal and all this stuff like that. And she came along and really wanted to preach like diversity and inclusion and making sure people are at the table and stuff like that. So, I mean, one like commercial that just came out recently was the Nike commercial. Like it's not j- crazy until you do it. Have right, you seen yes. that one with, it was narrated by Serena Williams. It literally just came out over the Oscars. Goosebumps, yeah. Oh yeah. Like so many people, all my colleagues, like I saw them on Twitter, like quote tweeting it and they were like, this is awesome. This is awesome. Like power of a woman and stuff like that. I just wanted to like hear your point of view on it because like you've been in sports longer than I have and it's just gone to grown leaps and bounds. Like, and now we're part of an organization that gets to recognize that, yeah, really. Yeah, and they really, really get it. Mm-hmm. Like, they really do. Because, you know, sometimes you hear stuff and you think, on the inside, is it really like that? Yeah. But here, no, it is. Um, there was a, a time, you know, I would say, like, in college sports, like, there's been times that there's things that I felt like weren't treated the right way and everything right. didn't have a voice and, and had to fight hard um, for that. But here, it's not like we just are equal. Like, they really encourage our gifts mm-hmm. I guess if that makes sense like I've yeah. always have felt that and everything and um yeah Sin's done a great job but also one thing and I think that she would say this too is that she has great people like mm-hmm. we're not it, I think it's really cool here is it's not like a lot of competition is a partnership we all yeah. know we each bring a different gift and everything mm-hmm. we try to make those shine and, and it's encouraged and um yeah I think it's really really cool yeah so. sports com- sometimes just gets this like reputation of being cutthroat like everybody's fighting for the same lead or the same this the same that trying to and I kind of even feel that too on a social media standpoint like oh is the NBA going to post it first or oh are we going to make sure we have the proper coverage the right angle and stuff like that so it's just so interesting how sports can become that atmosphere but Sink comes in and she's just somebody that's hugging you asking how you're doing all this stuff like that like the whole you know ladder of you know hierarchy and stuff like that Sint can just walk in and feel like she can talk to everyone I mean that was one of her initiatives in her 100 day plan when Mm -hmm. she first came on was to make sure to talk to every single employee and she was open to talk to anybody from the past as well so it's and she's a mom first and um so it's like a very family atmosphere and I remember because I'm a cancer survivor and Mm -hmm. one thing that I remember she brought us all into the center court um one day and she said I, I want you to have a, a balance, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're tired, I don't want anything to ever affect. And she told us all that, like what boss ever does that? And yeah. it was just, and I mean, I'm sure you feel it too. And you kind of said it like there's such competition already from the outside yep. to internally have a peace. And she always says harmony. So like a harmony is, is pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Especially and that. I know that was something that was so interesting for me to hear because it's like, Hey, this is a season. It's what we signed up for. You got to go to a game and then you got to be in the office by the next day. But she was just like, got to take care of your body you've got to take care of yourself and I know that's something that my friends and my family will preach about but to hear it in the workplace was just like awesome it's like a weight lifted off your shoulder like they value your health and your you know mental health as far as you know where you're at mentally your emotional health your physical health like it's honoring and respecting all of it and I think it's just cool to work in a workplace that does that and it's I mean since the number one like She's a cancer survivor as well. Like she's somebody that was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer right, right. and she survived. So it's just kind of like, I think she even said when she talked about it, she just like was working and working and working and didn't stop. And it was just like, those are the moments when you need to like stop and take care of yourself. I know I got sick in December. I yes, had, yeah, yes. I had shingles on my face and it was terrible. And it was like sidelined for a week. I missed three home games. I missed one road trip. And it was just one of those things where I was like, in a frenzy like oh my god oh my god and it's just like hey the wheels will keep turning you got to take care of yourself but letting go is freeing and it's hard to do because society doesn't teach us that Mm, exactly and especially like being a woman in sports Mm -hmm. you know like just 
think like you're competing with the male gender and stuff like that. So it's just cool that Nike's recognizing it, other organizations are recognizing it. Like it's cool to see it, you know, really women like taking over and being part of the conversation, yeah, not yeah. just in the conversation, but actually part of it and stuff like and that. Uh, and so as a female, I, I feel like uh, sometimes, it, not I would say like not a lot of fans, but sometimes people don't under think that we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, hey, we can only talk about the community or off court stuff. And right. like, I think one thing that both of us bring is, hey, we, we also, we know our stuff and everything, but yeah. they do a good job here, the people that we work with of recognizing that that too. But yeah, I would say externally, it is a cutthroat world. Yeah. It's crazy because I've never had a job where you just feel love from everybody. Yeah. You know, sometimes the thing is learning to love myself and being like, Absolutely. hey, you have the support and everything. Exactly. So. Thinking that it's okay to, like, come in later. Or it's okay to take time to do things for yourself. But then you think, oh, my God. Like, that's – I know something that I struggle with is thinking, like, oh, things are still going. Like, I need to make sure I'm on top of it. Right. And then next thing you know, you're just wearing yourself thin. So it's taking that moment to breathe and pause and, like – again like take care of yourself emotionally mentally physically all that yeah. stuff like that so yeah, we have and we brought on um, well Dwayne Price was here before us and then Eddie Sefco came to the Dallas Morning News and, and yeah. you know I know both of them would be fine with me sharing this but them too coming from the media world yeah sometimes they have they said for so long we just knew competition competition and to yeah. understand like hey we're all in this together so it's cool it's neat the way that Absolutely. it works out it's kind of like we own the market I know that's something that Bobby said before is like we're not competing with Dallas Morning News or Fort Worth Star Telegram anymore like we've brought them like in-house and they're writing for us we're all like part of it together like in the past you know maybe when we all first started out at the maps it was just like where can you find the newest latest information right now and now it's like oh well you have to go to the maps because yeah. that's exactly where it's at and stuff like that it's so true and too if we look at each of the guys they're their own corporation and brand and everything too mm -hmm. so there's also that um aspect with their agents there's just so, there's so many different dimensions that that come into sports that I had never had any clue until I was on this side. Right, so it's yeah. it's fascinating. It's more than just, like, what happens on the court. It's also what happens off the court. I mean, literally court dedications. Like, it's so cool to witness that. I know, unfortunately, Harrison and, you know, Wesley aren't with us anymore. No, They're on different them. teams. But it was awesome seeing them dedicate courts. Luca did a court dedication with Sala, yeah. which you got to do that video. Okay, go through that. We'll make sure to, like, share that online and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I just – um I was listening to, to Luca and uh, Sala talk, and I thought, you know, it's almost more funny just to show, like, how they interact with each yeah. other mm -hmm. and everything, and that how Sala really is like a big brother, and how mm -hmm. you've seen it, how Luca's, he gets shy. His English yeah. is getting better, but he, he gets shy. So just doing that story of them talking and everything, like, I love, love that kind of stuff. It's yeah. behind the scenes stuff. And, and two, you, I know because you do this, but um, sometimes the, the trickiest part is just trying to gauge what is the story. Right. Um, and so when you have, like, the corporate aspect, you have to remember, oh, there's sponsors and da-da-da. But sometimes these guys tell us better story than we ever could. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's just, like, so organic. It's so, you know, just right there and just waiting to just be shared online or cultivated and just kind of, like, put out there. And it's so cool to see, like, Sala and Luca, like, talking in Spanish, him feeling more comfortable. He just kind of lit up, like, right when you recorded it. I just saw that he just felt way more comfortable and, like, a weight lifted off his shoulder. Like, oh, okay, I can know what I'm saying and not get it a wrong word or, like, a tense wrong or right, something like yeah. that. And, so, and for people who hadn't seen it, just it's almost like having your big brother stand right next to you because you've seen it when they have to come in and do, like, a professional video. Completely different guys. Like, oh, yeah, they know they're coming in, and it's like the lights are intimidating. It's all that kind of stuff. So if they just can feel 
at home knowing that Sala is talking to me in right. Spanish and stuff like that. That was at a core dedication in South Dallas. Luca and Sala showed up and they held a mini Mavs camp. It was at, I want to say, a boys and girls club. I, I, can't, think. Was it, I think that or Bridge Builders, which oh, I think is Bridge Wesley's Builders. court still, yeah. which is kind of cool because Wesley's court will still stay here. Exactly. Here yeah. His, um, yeah, his court, that, his I'm logo. Think, was it there? Yeah. Yeah. We do so many. And that's, yeah, like I kept thinking uh, when I got this job, I thought that there's like one every once in a while. And I'm like, no, this thing does not stop. Yeah, it keeps going. Yeah. So kind of like what I mentioned earlier, like at the beginning of the season, it's a certain season. And then it goes into the season of giving and kind of like take me through like how that's been for you, like just going from the beginning of the season till now. Yeah. So when I first started, it was when the whole sexual harassment report came out mm-hmm. and then media day. And then... So the NBA, yeah, eat your cake, girl. It's <laughs> I my have birthday cake today. Yes, it is your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. So we got I have chocolate, chocolate cake, cake I'm about to, like, stuff my face with. Um, but then, like, say, like, October was Domestic Violence Month, and we have everything that's catered around there. And then, so the season of giving comes into it, though. Not only do we have um, our things, but the players each have their things and everything. Where are we at? So January, we have Black History Month. And... Girl, I'm like, oh, and then this year the Mavs hosted their first high school tournament, became the first team to do that, and we were just going by the, f- we didn't know what we were doing, any of us, um, but it turned out, like, really, Yeah, really it was good. a lot of fun, right? I mean, I saw the photos and everything. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, when the Mavs Academy, and just for people that don't know, uh, you know, within the Mavericks, we have, you know, our own academy that, that helps teach basketball to the youth and everything, so they decided, hey, let's be the first NBA team to actually host a high school basketball tournament. Well, these were powerhouse schools that came, um, and so it's comical now thinking how we pulled it off, but somehow we, you know, we pulled it off and everything, and so... So that, that happened in Frisco, and that was around November, mm-hmm. correct? It was just like the Mavericks Fall Classic, I think? Right, so the girls' tournament was first. I think there was like, maybe we had like 30 teams, and then we had the boys after that. Mm-hmm. And then they played where the legends do, and so, yeah, so that was November, December, and then we have all of our Christmas and holiday stuff, and then Jan- I can't believe it's February, or about to be March. Yeah, it's about to be March, isn't that crazy? I think Devin's birthday is tomorrow. Devin's too. birthday is tomorrow, Luca's birthday is Thursday. Today was Rolando Blackman and Mark Falwell's birthday. It's yeah. just like the week of birthdays. We'll just talk about it. We're in some good company. I'm in some good company. And it's yeah. crazy, too, because Devin was like 35, 36, and then think Luca's 20. So how many? <laughs> it's crazy. Like, we can no longer say, like, Luca's a teenager anymore. Like, he's got the most double or the most triple doubles for a teenager in NBA history. Like, Markel Fultz, Markel Fultz, bleh, Markel Fultz had one when he was a teenager, and now Luca has four. So, like. That's awesome. That's going to go down in history, and hopefully he yeah, keeps that for a I long mean, time. I, and I, I would say from a personal accomplishment, the fact that I finally can get my nephew to wear Maverick stuff is exciting because he wouldn't before. And now, like, but that's really the Luca factor. Like, yeah. he, he cares now. Hey, Luca got a triple-double, you know, so. And that's what's cool about it is, like, we've rode Dirk for so long, and it's awesome seeing he got recognized last night at the Clippers know, game. Doc Rivers so used the last time out with nine seconds left and was just like, called a timeout and he like grabbed the mic from their MC that sits courtside and just was like Dirk Nowitzki and like made everybody in the arena stand up and give him like a standing ovation and you could tell in Dirk's face that he could like maybe cry he was not expecting it like it was so cute it, it was one of the yeah I mean you you know because we're around him so much that whenever it's very genuine and heartfelt he was almost just like in awe like oh yeah yeah that. everybody was clapping everybody on the court like he used a full timeout like usually for us like even if players or coaches call timeout towards the end of the game like we have in-game activation dancers run out 
hoop troop runs out some sort of like something happens so that it's not just like dead time but that was like so awesome to see him like pause the game nothing else came out there and it was just him standing there in the middle waving and he even addressed the media afterwards we retweeted it from fox sports southwest and he was just kind of like I didn't know what he was really saying, but he was like, like, yeah, he was just like, I didn't know that he was going to do that. Like it caught everybody by surprise. Even coach Carlisle was just like really taken back from it. So again, it kind of just goes to like, we were following Dirk for so long and his rise through his career. And now we get to kind of witness it again with Luca and like, not only what happens on the court, but off the court, like we were just talking about. Yeah, last week uh, it reminded me. Holger was we did the we did an event where uh, with season ticket holders at mm-hmm. Cirque, but uh, you were there. But yeah, the we, Amaluna. So yeah. season ticket members um, could watch the Amaluna Cirque show for free. Like it was on us. It was for season ticket members, and some of the players got to come out. Dirk and his wife came out, and so yeah. yeah. So and then they brought Holger, and so oh he got gosh. his new phone oh and just gosh. like you know taking pictures and uh, it's so funny. I, I think some of those moments are. It, just to see from other people's eyes, I guess. It's, yeah. It's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember when Dirk, a few years ago, had his uh, released his documentary or whatever. Yeah. And he was saying that when Holger first came, he didn't even have a suit um, back then and everything. So then I'm looking at him like a little dad taking the picture. Yeah. Like, so it's so cool seeing, like, Holger even, like, grow from, like, him developing Dirk to, like, seeing Dirk as a full like man now like with three children and a family like he probably met Dirk when he was what 13 14 15 mm-hmm. and developed him to this superstar cool now so it's kind of cool even like considering Dirk's point of view for it and yeah we've gotten to witness it what would you say like with your friends and family when it comes to your job like they get what you do but what would you say are things that maybe people don't understand like the full scope I would say probably just the working of the games like all 82 games that's if we don't go to playoffs there are times that I've missed weddings there are times that you know even if it's an away game we're still locked in at home if I'm not on the road like it's all the things that kind of go into like consideration I'm not like complaining or anything like that I love what I get to do and stuff like that but it's just like okay if we leave for a road trip we usually leave the day before okay so I need to figure out where to put my dog or okay what's going on like all the like logistics of like literally traveling and or covering a game like okay if we have a 9 30 game like we did last night okay I need to give myself some time after work or like cut out of work early and have some time because I know I'm going to be locked in from 9 30 until 1 a.m. So it's just I think that's the kind of stuff that people might not realize is that yes I get to watch basketball and I love basketball but it's also like yes that's still three or four hours that I have to dedicate (laughs) to work and be on and make sure if something happens like what happened with Dirk like I've got to be covering it or you know making sure that it's online for people to consume or taking into consideration other time zones and things like that like that's the kind of stuff that like I don't think much like I don't think people maybe realize or understand it it's just like all the time like sports and covering the games and things like that the news site when I was in news we said like the news cycle never stops but there I'd be getting anxiety like something's happening when I didn't realize it and like just learning like hey and it's like I do I see it all the time like with you like it it's not like you said just games because there's things going on all the time yeah especially in the community like you said like a player might have practice earlier in the day and then you know I'll go and cover practice and then go to a court dedication that they're going to cover three hours later and Mm -hmm. making sure like all right, take into account traffic or take into account, like, how long is it going to take to get there? And then what do I have to make sure to clean up at HQ and make sure that gets, you know, posted or scheduled out or respond to emails right. before driving out? You know, it's all the little things that I'm sure a lot of people deal with in their jobs and their day-to-day and their different retrospects. But, 
yeah, for me, I think that's maybe the one thing that maybe people right. don't realize or understand that goes into the job as far as social media. <laughs> no, it's no, it's true. It is. And then, uh, I mean, and then we forget too. There's the business aspect of I would know, like just writing maps.com. Like I, that's another thing that I never realized how much um, you know. There's these corporations that come through for us, and yeah. they need to be you know credited and everything. So yeah, it, I love it. I do. Um, hundred percent and I, I just I'm so thankful but it's been fun too to learn on the fly because half the time I'm like all right we're doing this yeah so, so this weekend we have Mavs ball coming up right. can you talk a little bit about Mavs ball this will be I think my fourth Mavs ball but like this will be your first like Mavs ball covering it part of the team or what what are the different yeah. things that you have to like realize for this Mavs ball so the Mavs ball benefits the Mavs foundation and we hear the Mavs foundation a lot but you know this is really the backbone of everything we do to be mm -hmm. able to help the community and everything so this is like the premier big event everybody gets dressed up um, for it and everything and we get a chance to highlight some of the um, organizations that receive our grants and everything oh, yeah and then so all the players and, and their families everybody comes but I know like you know this like how excited the guys uh, get for it. but it's cool too just to see how much work that goes into it because think about it they have to get all these things that they're gonna auction off and um, mm -hmm. I, I I'm technically belong to the events department, so just hearing like, hey, you got to order this many chairs, like there's just a yeah, lot that goes into it. It's like throwing it. a wedding kind of. Yes, It's yes. like making sure like for those time spots, like is parking taken care of? How are they like walking in? Like, okay, how are the players getting to where they're going? Like making sure it's all communicated right. correct and making sure like we put on a great event for people that do buy tables or, you know, seats to go to this. And so it's a lot of fun. In the past, we've had... Cedric the Entertainer as an entertainer. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say who we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, we have Boys, Boys to Men. They're doing yeah. a concert. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so I'm excited. It's at the American Airlines Center this year. So in the past, it's been at the Bomb Factory, which even when we had it at the Bomb Factory, it was super, like, tight. I mean, it's just kind of grown. Like, the first year we had it at the Omni, and that was just awesome. It was great. Um, we had, I think, just, like, a cover band as the entertainment. And then we've had Dan White, the magician that's usually oh, cool. on Jimmy Fallon. It was a lot of fun he did a really cool trick or like cool presentation and show and stuff like that and then last year yeah Cedric the Entertainer so it'll be fun to like see Luca dressed up or see what table they kind of do this live auction where like the starting five get to pick like what table they get to go to and stuff like that or they draw out of a hat so it'll be a lot of fun and yeah it will be three days from now I know it's insanity. Like yeah. I, I've been hearing since I started Mavs ball, Mavs ball, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's there. So, did you find your dress and everything? Yes. Yeah, so I rush ordered a dress. I was gonna do the um, rent the runway, but I ended up not doing it. So I just got a dress from this online site and I yeah. rush ordered it. I literally was like, I came in Monday. You saw me. You were like, oh, did you get your dress? Have you used the site? And I was like, yeah, I got my dress. Like, or no, I didn't say yeah, I got my dress. Or like, yeah, I used that site. And I was like, we still got a couple weeks. And you're like, it's Friday. I was like, oh god. No, I like, like, oh my went gosh. Went into rush mode and was like oh my gosh I need to go find a dress make sure it gets here on time make sure it fits so yeah it's a it's a big night but um it'll it'll be fun I know that that Sala was saying that he's like he, he got really nervous because he has to do blue and he was like I'm tired of doing blue I was like oh my gosh first world problem yeah like, exactly on, it's so funny but yeah I mean in the past we've had like a blue carpet where they all get to walk and there's like a step and repeat so this background that people get to take pictures on and stuff like that so it's a really nice elegant night and I know that you know our video department's gonna do a great job recapping it and like showing like all the different elements of it I know we're gonna be running around and stuff like that but it's yeah. fun to just see people like together for a great cause and 
to support the Mavs Foundation and all the grants that we give out. So it is, it is. It's, it's awesome. neat too. I mean, it goes back to what we said earlier, just that, that team atmosphere. But there's just such a greater, bigger purpose, and all these people really do believe in everything we do. So it's kind of cool. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So plus, I couldn't afford it if I was going on my own. So it's nice yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's nice <laughs> to be part of it and see it, but it's also nice to see like, oh, who's showing up yeah. this year, like stuff like that. Sure. It's like a whole event it's gala season so we just fit right into it so um yeah okay so first season at the Mavs you've got role at the Mavs and we've met you and stuff like that is there anything else you want to talk about just between us girls I know man I can talk girl stuff all day um no I just think that you know I'm excited I went through like a really so that I had talked about earlier about my mom then yeah. I ended up losing her and then but she was the ultimate Mavs fan I'm not kidding so I think that it's just been such a journey because there's times I'm like she would be so pumped right now you know yeah. um and but I think that if I had to look back on the last six months I just I'm, I feel so thankful just uh, surrounded by so many good people and so many great players and yeah. stuff like that and We'll see what what's next and everything. Absolutely. And, and well, we love having you here. We love everything that you're doing for our community groups, our basketball groups. I mean, you're just a light in the office, and we're in our back row. We have we're in the podcast corner. I know I've talked about this before. We're like in the corner on the MCC side, and they added cubicles along the back. <laughs> People Basically, would have no clue if they do. What no, we they would have zero idea where we are. But like, we're now like kind of neighbors. We're on the same little roadway here, right by the bathroom. So People it's nice. Did this used to be like a um, furniture place? Haberty's or something? I think so. I can't remember. So they, I think, like, people will, they'll say, like, the new Mavericks used to be a Haberty's. So I'm like, if you imagine the Haberty's the very back, that's where you'll find yeah, us. Yeah, you'll find us back in the warehouse area. Yeah, but so, we, have, yeah. we have a nice little cave back yeah, here. Yeah, we have going. a nice setup. It's nice and quiet and everything mm-hmm. like that. But, well, thanks for coming on. Thanks it's for having me. Of course, you'll have to come on again another time. Okay. Everything like that.